I fear that the only way to stop those possessed by the spirits of the monk is through the act of bodily dismemberment. I don't care what happens to her. She's your girlfriend, you take care of her. All right, so this is the actual recording. I know that because uh, it says that you're recording. It's true. That's like, uh, that's did you want to do the introduction again? Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, where's my theme music? Welcome back to the 13 Days of. I got shot down on 13 nights for some reason because we don't work nights. Is that was that the reason why? Yeah. Okay. So welcome back to the 13 Days podcast. Tonight we are. We're doing something a little bit different. We are. We are doing something different. We're doing something a little bit different. Before we would give you guys a spoiler field review of uh, the theme for this particular month has been 80s horror movies yes. for the month of Halloween. We'd watch the original, and then after, we would watch the remake and then give our thoughts and commentary. But this time, we're going to watch something that we're really looking forward to watching. That is Evil Dead. The original Evil Dead. The original. And we're going to actually watch it and give our uh, thoughts is that what we're doing? When do you think this movie came out? Uh, I'm going to say early 80s. How early? Uh, 83, 84? 81. 81. And they were filming this in the 70s. You know, this is actually the first movie I can recall that was like a horror movie that I could watch because it had like a comedy aspect to it. The first one? Yeah, this is the first one I can recall that was like, it wasn't just straight up horror, murder, stab, stab, kill, which was too like, you know... Could I watch that cover your eyes? But it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's gory, it's it's horror, but it's also funny. And so, therefore, my mom was like, yeah, you're good. I can let you watch it. Well, we'll get into it. All right. So, we're going to do a running commentary. Running. Uh, uh, As opposed to a walking disclosure, commentary. Because you don't want to We walk. had nothing to do with the making of Evil Dead and can share no insights as to what it was like making the movie. But I've seen it a lot. And I've watched a lot of making of. And I read uh, Bruce Campbell's book. How much is a lot? Yeah, How many times have I seen this movie? Yeah. The first movie. So I've seen Evil Dead 2 more. Me too. I've seen two more. But I've probably seen this movie in the 40s times. Three times for you me. you seen it three times? Three times this one. Oh, but I... the, the remake, the second one, Evil Dead 2, not the remake, but the, se the sequel. I've seen that one at least 15 times. So we'll, we'll go ahead and watch this movie for those of you watching along with us. Yeah, my, my... Uh, right now, we are looking at a black screen with zero zero on the time code. That's, that's and we are running. hitting play. Something hasn't started, but yeah. Right. We okay. are hitting play. Are you going to give me a hard time with this whole podcast? No. Right now, we're hitting play. We you are can... hitting play right now. Do you want subtitles on? Uh, I, it's in English. So I can understand. I don't think we need them. Okay. Getting all settled in. The evil So this shot was the last shot they filmed. When it was literally just Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were the only ones left actually filming any scenes for this movie. And it's just Bruce Campbell pushing Sam Raimi on a boat. And Sam Raimi is just moving the camera around. This is yeah. uh, the original hand cam. Yeah. Before hand cam became... Which, I mean, like, this became like a staple, right? Because yeah. if you think of when this movie came out, there was no other times you saw a demonic entity... POV. That's how you, 
you automatically suck me into a horror movie yeah. when you give me creepy woods. There's the car. The classic. The classic. They call it the classic. It's and been, there's the it, man. It's, the it, man. It, it is, it's Sam Raimi's car. Is it? Yeah, it was the only car they had. And um, it's been in every single Sam Raimi movie after this. That's awesome. He better still have that car. Like, it, it needs to be like and it was actually it was somewhere. it was he put it in the remake as well. I love the screeching cars. <laughs> Mark sounds is turning the corner, but yet you're on a dirt road. Yeah. Filmed in Tennessee. So funny story as we're talking over this car scene. Um, they they're they're all in Michigan. Sam Raimi went to Michigan State. That's where he met the producer. Uh, he already knew Bruce Campbell. They wanted to film in Michigan because it was close to their homes, but they knew they were going to end up filming during the winter, and Michigan winters, you know, very Brutal. cold. Yeah. So they figured, well, let's go to Tennessee. Usually cold, but not freezing. I love that insured shot of, of her screaming. Uh, usually not freezing in Tennessee during the winters. Except for this year, where this was the coldest winter on record for Tennessee. <laughs> also this year, Michigan had the warmest summer they've had in years. I'm sorry, warmest winter they've had in years. The, the fates yeah, yeah. had determined. That is Sam Raimi and the producer, Rob Talbert. Oh, there's, there's the cameo. Yep. By the way, you're watching the entire crew as well. It was Sam Raimi, the producer, uh, two sound guys, a transportation guy, and all the actors are also doing the crew stuff. So this is basically how you make a movie with a limited budget. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars originally ended up being closer to five hundred thousand. Remember seeing Ghostbusters where they have to foreclose or get a mortgage, three mortgages on uh, Ray's house. I'd rather not. Then basically Bruce Campbell got a mortgage on his house. Sam Raimi got a mortgage on his house to finish the film. See, a movie like this, I think you can get away with that though, because the, the raw that it, the, the raw it looks, right? Yeah. It gives it a little bit more credibility. You can't do something that needs, uh, like Ghostbusters, that needs, no. you know, effects and all that stuff on a very low budget. That young Bruce Campbell is there. <laughs> the hair, too. Right? Were you alive? When this was made, you were I was, not. I was not. You were not a person. So this this movie took eighteen, no, twelve months to film. So um, twelve months, twelve twelve weeks to film. It was scheduled for six. Uh, it took twelve weeks to film and another uh, eighteen months to finish, until it finally dis debuted. So that means they were filming it early seventy nine, late seventy eight. Now that's a total place I would hang out at. This was the actual road to get to the cabin. I mean, that cabin just screams, come hang out and get murdered. <laughs> so, uh, funny story about the cabin. Um, it was a last second location they found. The original place they found, they 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 lost they, they, uh, they lost the lease on it in time. They didn't get the lease on it in time, the rental. Uh, they didn't quite have the funding in time. So, they just happened to find this place in Tennessee uh, completely covered in cow shit, apparently. So they spent weeks trying to clean it out. They put the windows in. They they built the porch. Uh, no basement. So they just built a. They dug a six foot trench with a ladder going down to make the basement. And then they filmed the basement scenes later, in Sam Raimi's basement. Wait, they dug a trench. Yeah, underneath it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yep. 
it's literally like how to make a movie when you really want to go ahead and yeah. get your own thing started, right? Yeah, it's just been in the middle of woods on uh, public land. Okay, they would, an they idea. Would, they would constantly vision, be interrupted. Yeah, they would, they would constantly be interrupted by hunters. Can you shut up? We're making a movie here. Yeah. I like the slope creep up of this guy where everyone's standing back, kind of like, yeah, you go check it out first, even though we're supposed to stay here for the weekend. Yeah, so that's what's it, uh, Richard Demanier, I think I can't pronounce his name. He was actually was not an actor. He was a um, uh, like a semi-professional uh, swimmer and diver. I think it was diver, actually. This guy? Yeah. He was, besides Sam Raimi and the crew and Bruce Campbell, he was the only one who just was happy to be in a horror film. All the all the cast said that he was just like a happy-go-lucky guy who was just happy to be there. <laughs> it, I mean, you're in a movie, why not? You know, yeah. He's a part of something now that is actually iconic. So most nights right? they just slept in the cabin. How many people can say that now, right? You right? could literally look back and say, "Hey, I was in Sam Raimi's Evil Dead." I look that poor guy. I still love how he's checking everything out first. It's like they can't come in yet until he knows it's safe. That's how you know what this movie's going to be about. Uh, they did say about 90% of the night scenes are actually filmed during the day just with a black sheet over the windows. And most of the windows actually did not have glass. The only time they put glass in the windows when they needed them to shatter. So was that because of lighting? Because they no, didn't have the... They didn't want the glare. Oh, okay. So... Uh, all the glass, real glass. They didn't do fake glass, candy glass. Oh, uh, the gunshots later, real gunshots. So hear me out, guys. These aren't blanks. Very Texas Chainsaw with all the bones. I think that's probably on purpose. Yeah, that's complete place you want to go hang out and sleep for the weekend. Doesn't scream murder me at all. I mean, this is the kind of movie that was meant to be seen on drive on a drive through. Yeah, not drive through. Yeah, driving. Driving. Yeah. yeah. Can watch it on the drive-thru. Watch it on the drive-thru. I mean, you can yeah, get it in five minute increments. Get a Whataburger drive-thru. I'm coming right back to catch the next five minutes. That's a nice shot of the sun going up. Yeah, it just looks nice. I mean, you you need some beauty before like all hell breaks loose. True. Just about every shot is Sam Raimi holding the camera. So that actress, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, she is Ellen, right? Ellen Sandwich? Yeah. She was, um, they did a short, because they had to basically, when they were trying to get funds for this movie, they had to actually show they weren't just some kids. So they shot a, a short film called Into the Woods. Or called Into the Woods? I think it was In the Woods. Into the Woods is a musical. That's a different kind of movie. Uh, In the Woods, where she basically played the Ash part and Bruce Campbell played the one who gets possessed. I think it was like 15 minutes long. But the reason why she gets later with the trees is because Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi knew she was uh, game for it. But apparently they didn't tell her and she was not happy about it. Ooh, well. The kind of possessed. These are... We like to keep track of like you know our first signs of maybe we should leave when she draws an evil book i would think this is this would be sign one right might be sign one this is sign one 
And for you, from the, the Poltergeist podcast, that's it for you. Sign one is, I'm out. Yeah, I, I tend to like want to survive potential situations where you can be murdered. So I, I look at the signs. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be sign two. So Sam Raimi actually was not uh, a horror guy. He, uh, when they used to make movies, uh, like Super 8 movies, his movies were either dramas or comedies. But after doing some research, he found that the easiest way to kind of make a name for yourself is a horror movie. Because they're cheap to make, and you can easily get a distributor on them. He didn't choose the horror life. The horror life shows him. Yeah. I'll be here all, all week, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, all the girls had a crush on Bruce Campbell. They're going to make of this movie. The making of, not necessarily, because these are supposed to be their individual girlfriends, right? Right. But during the making of, during the making of, they all had a crush on. Bruce I mean, Campbell. can you blame them? It's, I mean, it's Bruce. <laughs> but apparently, he was so shy and introverted, uh, he would just resort to comedy. That's what you call perfect deflection. It is. She's right. No one likes sellers. That um, the seller popping up was a direct reference that Cabin in the Woods made. Remember, it's just uh, when the basement door just pops open by itself. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of not cool nods in Cabin. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it's called Cabin in the Woods. For a and this, exactly. this is the Cabin, cabin. in the Woods movie. This is the Cabin. I like the way he nominates her. Beautiful. You gotta wonder though, what was their plan to come up here? They just they just wanted to come up here and, and hang out. Well, I mean, do you ever really need a plan just to get away for the weekend? I mean, that's the thing, right? You go go with some friends, go camping, you know, try True. not to get murdered. True. But the fun is maybe you get murdered. So you know she's talking, she's wearing a Michigan State sweater. Oh, he's not coming back. It's time to leave. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I really just picked up on the fact that there's a third girl. Yeah. Also, no roof. Or ceiling, I should say. People thought that was... Uh, in Evil Dead 2, when the camera's going through the house, people think it's a, uh, a goof that you can see the top of the set and there's no ceiling. But it really was a direct reference because it's supposed to be the same cabin. So they purposely did not make a ceiling in the Evil Dead 2 cabin. That's paying good attention to continuation. Yeah. We'll get to, when we get to the end, we'll, we'll talk about more if Evil Dead 2 is a sequel or a remake because I'm interested in your opinion on it. Really, we're gonna that lamp's not lighting up anything. Check out something where I can't see two feet in front of my face. And I nominate you <laughs> to save me as things go wrong. That's a very deep basement. That was Burks. That lantern is really not <laughs> illuminating much. Yeah. 
you know, it's in the water cooler. For what? There's no shower. Because <laughs> this was shot in Rob Talbert's basement back in Michigan. Which would make sense if you're on a small budget. You probably don't have time to take out the water cooler and put it back in. True. And not just that. So by the time they filmed this stuff, they'd only signed the rest of the, act- uh, the actual actors for six weeks. Uh, but they were filming for 12 weeks. So after about six weeks when their contracts were up, they went, they just left. I mean, you got to imagine they weren't getting paid anything. It's not a passion project for them. So they're not going to make a lot of money off it. No one's going to see it, they thought. So they just went home. So for the next six weeks, it was Bruce Campbell and a crew of like four guys and Sam Raimi. And what they would do is they would just have stand-ins come in. They would cover the stand-ins in makeup and masks. And they'd call them uh, uh, fake shimps, like the Three Stooges. And they'd just uh, have Bruce Campbell acting against these these other actors. What I love about this movie is that it literally took less than five to ten minutes for stuff to start becoming weird. I know, right? There's no super long, slow buildup of 20 minutes before we finally get into, hey, something's wrong with this place. She hasn't told anyone about the hand yet. This basement is gigantic, though. What's your thoughts on basements? My thoughts on basements? Yeah, what's your feelings? Uh, see, I grew up on the East Coast, so we had basements. I know. Did you enjoy going down to the basement? Not so much. I've, uh, I remember, like, band. Uh, my dad was in a band, and they used to play in the basement. It was terrifying because it was so dark. What a dick. <laughs> That's, you know, that's the type of stuff that's going to cause me to not save you if you're getting murdered. Hills Advice. Rest created movie. I like the little old right there. That's nice. The foreshadowing of the shotgun. And this is going to change our friendship. There is the book. Start reading. He wants to see how far does the rabbit hole take him. <laughs> it's a pretty cool prop. Yeah, you think they went went out and like went searching for stuff first to, you know, or did they have someone who was like, hey, I can make some things for this movie? Uh, there was one makeup artist and he did all the props as well. Oh, all right. So. And then the crayon drawing. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be blood. Those effects. Oh, man. So good. Yeah, that's that's cutting edge right there. So, this scene, they were smoking actually marijuana. You know, I'd actually be disappointed if they weren't (laughs) at this point. Uh, They actually lost an entire night shooting. um, Because they're so hot. Because they all smoked marijuana during this scene. And uh, they all just ended up giggling and then falling asleep. Uh, So, the next night, they went back to film it. And uh, he made sure they only did one puff apiece.
it's nothing like finding an ominous recording in a cabin that you're staying it's at effective before. right yeah it's an effective storytelling device if you're like someone who like runs a, a airbnb in some creepy areas where people oh, like slam around just yeah that'd be it. so good right those us throat seekers like i heard this place was haunted like no it's not haunted but you start leaving creepy stuff inside from the discovery dolls yeah like Ouija boards under the bed randomly sitting in corners panasonic did not give them any money for that <laughs> that was not product placement it's just what it was She's heard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty is kind of a dick. Scott is kind of a dick. I was yeah. I've been thinking that. I mean, probably the shotgun part was. Any <laughs> shotgun his, but, yeah. at your friend's face and be like, oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, Scott's kind of a dick. So now we can fully blame Scott. Pretty much. Right? Something about this, the raw nature. This this reminds me. It's the same reason why. It's the actual glass. It's the same reason why I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre works as well as it does. Story wise, not much to it, but it's just the fact that when you're watching it, it's so raw, and you're just wondering why you're watching. Is the people who made this were they all right in the head? <laughs> like, should I be actually watching this? Oh, that's the thing. Um, speaking of. Texas Chainsaw. I think the thing that really works for it is because of how raw it is, it really gives you that feeling of like, this would really suck if I was in this situation, right? <laughs> but it's it's not so far-fetched that you're thinking like, this could not exist, right? So I think it adds to that that particular nightmare. Had a lot of focus there. <laughs> There was um, uh, there was a few stories they were talking how the, they were just filming for so long and they were all so tired that one night they were watching dailies, uh, dailies if you don't know, just you get to watch all the footage shot that day, and the, all the dailies were was just one long static shot that never cut, and it was because Sam Raimi fell asleep behind the camera. <laughs> He's been up smoking weed for a long time, so <laughs> the man's tired. What a twist. Oh, you sly devil, you. Oh, You're just up. watching this. Even even if you didn't know who Bruce Campbell was, you, you just knew he was going to be, I'm not maybe a star, but you know he was going to be a Hollywood guy. He has a natural charisma. He does have like a natural charisma yeah. you don't get in these kind of movies. Like if you look at Scotty, Scott, you can tell he's not going to. Scott, you can definitely tell he was the guy who was like, hey, man, you want to be in this movie? And he's like, sweet, I get to be in this movie. But Bruce's natural charisma. Oh, that's not going to come into play later. 
This belonged to my grandmother. That turtleneck, though. We have a theme going here about turtlenecks, right? We did 13, 13 <laughs> days of turtlenecks. That's a hell of a turtleneck, though. I mean, in fairness, it was cold, right? So she's she's probably not freezing her butt off. Is that what turtlenecks do? They're... Does does cloth around your neck make you warm? Yeah, I think like you can, your whole body. It makes you feel like you're hot. The other actors are very when jealous. Are like, got the kiss, Bruce Campbell. You see scenes where, like, are are when situations where people are like super hot, and then they're always putting stuff on their neck, right? It's that feeling of like I'm um, burning up. You ever do that thing where, um, if you find yourself stressed, you run into a bathroom and splash water on your face? I've, yeah, I've actually have done this once before in my life. So where are the other people at this point? Because this is the entire cabin right here. Yeah, well, secret compartments, secret rooms. Very Jaws, POV shots. I oh, guess there are rooms. Right. And gratuitous boob shot. Is it gratuitous? I mean, you know, it was in, in this time around the 80s and 70s. You can't have a horror movie without having at least one boob shot. I'm not complaining. So she's the fifth wheel. She is the fifth wheel, yes. Oh. She was the smartest one, too. Minus the fact that she hasn't told anyone about her hand acting crazy. Yeah, so she. What's her character's name? Cheryl. She's Cheryl. Cheryl, yeah. She was the one who was already going into this friend with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. So, like I said, she was the one that starred in their short sure, no. film to get. Go back inside. Her. So, what's coming up is is, would you say one of the one of the still most controversial. Moments in film? No, man. Not, not at all, man. It's completely normal. What's about to happen? I remember, so apparently in the script... You think she's still upset about this? Yes. To this day? I think she's probably, at this point, she's in the, in the making of, she said she's gotten over it since then, obviously. She looks back at it and can laugh at it. But she said at the time, when she went into it, the scene just said she's attacked by trees. And it was producer Rob Talbert who insisted that it be a rape by the trees. Uh, <clears throat> Sam Raimi agreed, because at this point, Sam Raimi just wanted to make a shocking film. Because the reason why Toby Hooper got famous for Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it was shocking. So he's like, we need to be shocking. That's the only way anyone's going to see this movie. Uh, looking back, even I think after the filming, uh, he did mention in the making of that he, he probably should not have filmed it. Yeah, you can't. At least once, I mean, just one shot, they probably went a little too far with. So, I mean, this is again where we start analyzing signs of the times because you, you can't shoot something like that, especially today, right? But. Well, they allude to it in the remake when we, when we cover that. Allude versus. Show. Right, flat out exactly. show. It's, it's gratuitous in this one. Yeah. And storyline-wise, I, I can't quite figure out why the trees are alive. Well, yeah, I mean, it's apparent that evil loves to live in wood. 
just think about that for a moment and it'll make sense trust me and i think evil trees from poltergeist right yeah anytime there's we're, witches always live in woods right yeah yep why not evil branches frodo frodo it's not an evil branch what you just call it frodo and i said frodo lived in the woods or in a shire do you think frodo ever got raped by trees no but he might have been evil well we'll talk about that later I mean, there might be a reason why they didn't show the scouring of the Shire. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this isn't disturbing at all. <laughs> I admit, this is... This was always, this was always a scene, though, where people I would show this to, uh, they'd be into it up and to this point. They're like, oh, it's, it's a cool little horror movie. I like it. Yeah. I would watch their face rather than this scene. And just to see what the hell is Eric showing me right you know, now. When you had said it initially, I completely had forgot what's happening here. And it's like, all this, and all this, you'd be like, oh, wow, this is really disturbing, this is really disturbing. I, I literally just thought she gets attacked by the tree. And no, now they, they my memory is letting me know that it's more than an attack. And my cringe level is on high. Oh, it, it gets higher. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I think when they were filming it, they said they should have gone even further. Oh, boy. Uh, they go pretty far with this shot coming up, though. Oh, yep, that's... Oh, oh no. We should, we should add a little trigger warning. I want everyone to... You to get by this you're part. watching this along with us, you're welcome to turn your face in a void. At Close your eyes. Time. There you go. Oh, that, no. That's the shot. That's... <laughs> that's the shot. So that mm. shot was actually added in post. Uh, in, the, in the actual edit, uh, it just opens her legs. And then in post, they... If you go back and you actually pause it, it's obviously not actually in the scene they animated it in afterwards but hey she gets out oh i'm so glad this is more of a an audio recording versus a video recording of the facial expressions i am making Ooh, okay glad that's over with Ugh. and uh they talk about the injuries on set there was no stunt people uh she said that she was cut up uh, she had all these lacerations because basically just, they just told her to run in the woods, fall down. So she was tripping over logs, sticks, rocks. And um, they would say that filming this was absolute hell. And Sam Raimi would tell them every single day, it's supposed to be hell, we're making a horror movie. Well, I, I bet you no one knows that more than her. Yeah. Eli Roth was talking how um, when he made Cabin Fever, he made everybody on the cast and crew watch Evil Dead. And whenever anybody on the cast would complain... So, so you can prep them for well, how, how tough it could be? Yeah, whenever they would complain, like, oh, this is too hard, this is too difficult, he'd be like, why do you think they fell on Evil Dead? <laughs> I don't know if that's a really good motivational speech for sure. <laughs> dead, you're like, I can't complain because, look, she's running in her underwear just through the woods. She got really far from the, the cabin, though, right? It seemed like when she came out that she was probably within 20 to 30, maybe 20, 30 yards from it. But it seemed now she was almost like 150 yards away from the cabin. The POV camera shots are just so good, though. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, taken directly from Jaws, obviously. But it's such a genius way to show the monster when you don't have a monster. The 
the obvious spotlights where there shouldn't be actually any light is pretty good. Like those right there? Yeah. Does no one hear her screaming outside of the door? Well, we've established it's a huge cabin, apparently. Plus, why are there so many keys for one door? <laughs> Saved by Bruce Campbell, of course. <laughs> then it backs off. Like, yeah, I love the oh, you actually so hear the man. demon go, oh, oh man. man. Yeah, uh, you think? Well, that was a uh, reference to the short in the woods. She's my spirit animal in terms of the person who recognizes that things are wrong and we need to leave ASAP. Well, you would have left when your hand got taken over yes. and threw a picture of a book. This is true. So she's not actually your spirit animal. Well, I mean, she tried to stop the recording. But she didn't. It's an effort. I mean, she could just like, lean over with a stop button. It's a thought. Like in the cabin in the woods when, when uh, she's reading from the book in Latin. Yes. Mean, he, he could, uh, one guy could have just walked over and grabbed the book and be like, no. We're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, I would be that guy. Yeah. But yeah, no. We, Don't read that book. Don't We've stop. seen enough. Stop. Yeah. We have a history of enough of these things to know that this leads nowhere good. Why would they all Wait, what, what? Is, is he taking her away? To the hospital, yeah. That's, you think they would just all leave Bruce. then? Good man, Bruce. I mean, if that's your friend who basically said she got attacked by things in the woods. I she mean, didn't actually say that. She, just... she said. She did. Because he said, who attacked you? She says, the woods did. So if that just happened, you're either thinking that something's really wrong with the woods or your friend's going crazy. So it depends on what type of friends they are. Oh, that's true. Right. Are they jerks? And they're like, oh, okay, she's actually kind of crazy and she's doing this to herself. So we're not messing up our weekend. He can take her. I'm thinking it's that part. I'm not even going to give the, the uh, other scenario. <laughs> the first one. The old car not starting trick. Damn, cars never start when you're about to flee for your life. Ha! Joke's on you. At this point, yeah, it, it probably wouldn't have until she said something. And then whatever it is, it's like, all right. All right. We'll, we'll right. get away from me. I'll make you look an idiot. Scott's like, now I got both these girls to myself. All right. <laughs> the old uh, sit in the car in front of a black screen and have people rock it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it works, though. It's no genius. I love this movie. Yeah. It's so inspiring. It like, if you told me that a bunch of 16-year-old majors in the woods, I believe you. I mean, they were close. They were like 20s. They were in the 20s. I think Sam Raimi was 21. They quit college to make this movie. You notice how he's kind of walking slanted? Yeah, I noticed that. What's is it? The, is it the, an, an angle in which you're shooting? So yeah, so it was an effect they, they did by uh, they parked the car on an angle. And then they just put the camera at the exact same angle. That's the car. So when Bruce Campbell got out of the car, it looked like he was walking weird. Gotcha. 
Cheryl, stay in the car. You think she would stay in the car? She took two flashlights in the background. For the uh, car headlights. Do you think she's forever scarred by any time she sees trees? Because that's a pretty harrowing ordeal, right? It's okay, she'll be dead soon. See, I think this is actually more effective than in Evil Dead 2 where they show the the the, 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 the full, the full uh, bridge, you mean? Being yeah, out? yeah. I actually like this one more that you can't actually see. Because I didn't like in Evil Dead 2. It looks really fake. I mean, I know obviously things look fake, but that just kind of took me out. This actually is more effective. You get the idea. Yeah. You don't need to see the, the ravine. <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> Oh, poor Cheryl. Yeah, you can tell there's no there's no car there. I like that scene though. And then cut to an axe chopping down. Yeah, nice editing. Yeah. So uh, I think it's Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Mm? His the Cohen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. His first job in the business was an assistant editor on the Evil Dead. Humble beginnings. The Cohen mm-hmm. Brothers wrote Sam Raimi's next movie, Crime Wave, and then when they were making Evil Dead Two. The, uh, the Coen brothers were making uh, Raising Arizona, and they actually shared crew back and forth. Friend goals. All right, that will be so good. So those contact lenses, they're basically just acrylic shields. When they, when they put them in, you couldn't see anything. I wonder how they're doing the scene here where she's kind of floating. Is it like cables or what? Yeah, they have a little pulley system in the back. So basically, uh, two of the crew are standing behind her with a um, like a seesaw, basically. Oh, cool. And they're just pulling it down, lifting her up. Uh, but those contact lenses, apparently, you could only have them in for 15 minutes at a time. Uh, and they said, basically, it was thick plastic Ouch. in your eyes. Um Apparently, they did not tell the actors that you should only have them in the 15 minutes at a time because they needed them longer. So they said, no, it's fine for about 30 minutes. What's the the repercussion of having them in for longer? It, well, it basically it dries your eyes out. Oh, okay. Here it comes. One of my favorite scenes. Bam! The pencil and the oh. heel. And then we just twist it around for a bit. <laughs> it's the sound effect, too. They basically, they stab an app, uh, a, a pencil into an apple and then just wiggle it around. 
Remember, all their own stunts. <laughs> so far, Linda is really the one going through a lot of well, they all go a through. lot of stuff. Well, in terms of to make the movie, because she's doing the contact, she's been running yeah. in the woods. Scotch has been a dick. Does an take where she bangs her head against that door really hard? Thanks. So they said uh, when they first showed this to the um, the financers and basically show them what they paid for uh they made sure that they packed the audience with a bunch of teenagers okay, the financers. Your, your target audience and basically the financers were terrified because throughout the entire movie the teenagers were like laughing and and like yelling at the screen and they said oh we thought you were making a horror movie you made a comedy he's like no you don't understand so they did it again the next night and they started realizing the teenagers weren't laughing at the movie. They were, like, cheering at the movie. And they were screaming at the movie. And that's when they knew they okay, had yeah, a hit. And that's when New Line came in and picked it up. One of New Line's first uh, distribu uh, distribution deals. I'm not sure I can sleep after that, though. Um, well... <laughs> Wait, didn't she, she's she's got stabbed in the ankle, right? It doesn't put you to sleep. Pretty for sure she'd be in, in agonizing pain right about this point. She does get evil. Well, I love this. Look how effective this is. Oh, I love right? it. Yeah. So genius. I also love the shit talking about the I mean, that it does. If I was a fifteen-year-old and I saw this in the theaters when it first came out, I would wonder why any movie would be made other than this kind of movie. <laughs> this is just so perfect. Yeah, this is a greater point, great point, great point of view, like the view of the demon. So genius, right? I I prefer Evil Dead Two as a movie, but I appreciate this one so much more. Yeah, I agree. Betsy, Betsy Baker, uh, she was the only one who had a SAG card, and she had just gotten her SAG card, and this was a non-SAG project, which is basically a big no-no. After filming this, uh, she her SAG membership got suspended for six months. Oh, because she went ahead and filmed yeah. outside of. From, from what I could make out from the making of, no one comes out and says it, but apparently she was the biggest problem on set. That she was very upset with the working conditions oh. and the fact that the script, the script's only 25 pages long. The script kept getting changed. And apparently, a lot, a lot of times it was Bruce Campbell who had to kind of be the talking down of a lot of the actresses who were ready to just walk off the set. Which made sense because they all had a crush on him, so he would be the, the person to kind of moderate and. Keep everyone together, I will assume. There you go, Bruce. Saving the day. <laughs> In more ways than one. 
<laughs> I do love how these movies still do this the same kind of trope of like when something crazy has just happened why is anyone going into a room by themselves <laughs> you know like you just saw your friend turn into a demon the last thing we're doing is letting someone go into a room to be by themselves to sleep or whatever the effect i, I love how effective it is because you just watched that the pencil and the uh the heel mm -hmm. scene and uh, that's nothing to what's to come yeah so at this point the audience is on edge like what what else is this crazy ass director going to show us he seems really concerned and for the longest time, this was actually, uh, this was considered a video nasty in the UK. So, like, Faces of Death was a video nasty. Oh. Not just like, meaning, it, meaning like it can't be, it it can be shown, you can't show it in right. a theater. It took a long time and a lot of court cases, a lot of lawsuits, to finally get it shown that it was not a video nasty. Even though it had an X rating, mm, uh, they, they deemed it a video nasty and would not allow it to be shown in the UK. So that's an official term, video nasty. It, it was called video nasties, yeah. And in fact, it wasn't until I think 2005 this was still banned in Germany. The that's the um, I think it's Tamakwa something. It's the uh, summer camp Sam Raimi went to. Scott, man, your girlfriend is missing. Where's your urgency? That shower curtain. Anything but that one. Like the the obvious uh, yellow plastic walls. Right. It was Quentin Tarantino who was talking about this movie, and he said it's like they took all the intense parts of The Exorcist and just made a movie on it. <laughs> that would be very accurate. And you're burning your girlfriend's face, man. I mean, if you watch this, you're I mean, like, at the, the person time, making this, this off of nightmare, but you you have to think that these guys are off their rocker. The right? person making this, you have to be like a, a deranged individual. <laughs> Something is wrong with these guys. By all accounts, Sam Raimi was just the nicest guy. He was just dedicated to making this movie. Bruce is really struggling with uh, any type of uh, cupboard in the hole. Now my girlfriend wants to kill me. <laughs> I love 
Bruce in space. Oh, man. Bruce, Bruce Campbell sells everything that's oh. happening. Well, this was something to keep you up at night. What, when you, you choose your Yeah, you probably weren't. If you were a young kid who had never seen something like this before, a young teen, that was probably like... <laughs> but it was the uh, when Stephen King saw this and I should say when Stephen King saw this uh, he oh, called it the most back. ferociously original horror film in years and that was a movie that was the quote that sold it basically at that point that's when they started getting played in major theaters which is funny since he basically did the same thing with Clive Barker's career because nobody wanted to watch Hel nobody wanted to see Hellraiser until Clive Barker put the quote on there, Clive Barker is the I've seen the new face of horror, and his, his name is Clive Har Clive Barker. That's when something like so, that could sell your movie, right? Stephen King, did, a quote for someone mattered. Definitely uh, had a had a had a say in what was happening. Man, the the effects in this are so good. It's so obviously bad, but I still enjoy it. And uh, exactly, and you still keep them in time for for uh, in context for the time that they were made. Back then, this was mine. Mind blowing. I don't even think so. I think like, back then. I thought it was. Because they, they talked to a few. Like. They talked to a few. A few. No, a few. A few uh, special effects people, and they were even saying how that's the special effects even then were really bad. Like it was one guy doing special effects, and he didn't really have any actual training. Considering the budget, though, but you couldn't look up like, online how to good. do stuff. That looks pretty good. So a lot of the, the uh, like the veins and stuff is all acrylic paint, and acrylic paint you do not put on human skin. Okay. The only way to get it off is with a Brillo pad. So he would say how he would basically paint them in acrylic paint, and then afterwards would just be scrubbing them with a metal pad. I like how Scott went from zero to a hundred in terms of I have to murder my girlfriend. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the blood's just slowly kind of glazing over the camera until it's completely. That's that's a great scene. So one of the uh, one of the distributor one one of the financers uh asked that they keep that scene and he said just keep i don't care what you do if you're going to cut anything out keep the scene with the blood running down the lens well this right this relationship has escalated because just minutes ago we were hugging and kissing <laughs> literally half an hour ago and now i've chopped you into a bunch I mean, of she's pieces not she's a twitcher that escalated What's unique here, too, is also kind of, like, the evolution of Bruce's character. Because there he's still kind of, like, you know, timid. He's completely freaked out. As opposed to later, he becomes completely confident. Yeah, she's still twitching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, 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 she's something like dead. I mean, I always remember, I think, if he was a better actor, I think he's supposed to be in shock. Who, Bruce? No, Scott. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Well, I think he's supposed to be in shock. I just don't think he's a very... He's a good enough actor to really show that. So it just comes off and he's just kind of nonplussed about chopping up his girlfriend with a, an axe. Or he's a psychopath and therefore he's... That's a normal reaction for a psychopath. But That's one way they'll get this movie. He's definitely probably just not a good actor and therefore it's not conveying what they wrote in the script. I like the way... Hold on. 
Have they already decided it's time to bury the bodies? Yeah, they just, and just pretend it. that this never happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, how are we going to explain that we went up for a weekend getaway yeah, and that our girlfriends didn't come back with us? Well, they never got that that far. Yet. <laughs> it's kind of like when you break something as a kid and you would just like put it under like a table yeah. and put like a little rug over it. Or... Are you sure? Scott, are you really want to take that chance in the night? Carrier. I mean, just carrier. Oh. Scott's dead. the exact dead. moment you know Scott's going to die. Yeah. There's always that scene in a horror movie. But to be fair, I kind of knew Scott was going to die once I saw him at the beginning pointing the gun at his friend as a joke. Well, we knew he was going to die because he's not Bruce Campbell. That too. Like, if you're in a horror movie with Bruce Campbell, you're going to die. Generally, the guy who's, the a dick, who's like a real dick, the dick friend in the horror movie, dies anyway. What's your favorite Bruce Campbell movie? That's not Evil Dead. And Army of Darkness counts. Evil Dead. That's not... Well, no, I'm going to say Evil Dead, too. That, that's not Evil Dead. And Army of Darkness counts as Evil Dead. That's all that matters. Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. That's the only two that matter. Have you seen Bubba Hotep? No. Oh, Bubba Hope that's going. He's he plays an old Elvis in a retirement home who fights a mummy. And Ozzy Davis is a Is it worth watching? Ozzy Davis has ruined my my view of Bruce as Ash. Ozzy Davis is a uh, Ozzy you know what Ozzy Davis is? Is it worth yeah, watching? It's worth it's worth watching. It's amazing. Like it's funny? It's amazing. It's good good amazing or bad amazing? I love the stop motion. Ozzy Davis thinks he's JFK in a retirement home. Great movie. We'll watch that one. We'll do 13 Days of Bruce Campbell. No, I mean, true. I thought you were going to say, yeah, 13 Days of Bob's, of the Davis. Let's, let's, let's not do that. A bunch of Spike Lee movies. Oh, we go. Got him. Well, that didn't take long. He warned you. He did warn him. <laughs> so good. She plays this great, too. They all do. You guys like, like, they, they were getting paid nothing. Just the, the, the crazy pestering demon who he's just kind of ignoring but dealing with. Oh, you're all going to die. Bruce is not. My name is Bruce. Have you seen My Name is Bruce? I think so. Yeah. It's a good one, too. Ow. Slap you in your fucked up face. <laughs> oh, I think he's definitely going to leave you. What do you find funnier? Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2? Uh, Army of Darkness is a straight-up comedy. It's straight-up comedy, yeah. Evil Dead at least has some horror elements. He's 100% embracing it, embracing it in Army of Darkness. 
if you, if you if you think about it, I mean, it's it's sort of an arc. It's sort of an arc where you get this one, which is it. There's comedic elements, but it's going for pure horror. Yeah, Evil Dead Two, it's going for horror with comedic elements, and then Army of Darkness is just comedic elements with a little bit of horror. For horror in background. Yeah, so that's like this little arc to it. Yeah, but I think it's also just Sam Raimi growing up as a director. Because Randy was more of a comedic guy. He loved Three Stooges. Well, that's why a lot of this is basically lifted him straight, yeah, kind of straight the, from the Three Stooges. Thing, right? Yeah. Oh, the laugh. That's another scene. You could not get away with that nowadays. Just have your main actor just slapping the shit out of a female. Even if she is possessed. I mean, to be fair, she's a demon. That's why I always liked it in The Exorcist when the uh, uh, the priest just starts punching the shit out of Reagan at the end. I always found that funny. I mean, the, right? The, she's the, a demon. Do the, the rules change when you're a demon? No, I would think no, though. I'm right? saying it, it's a demon. The normal it, it, gender norms kind of go out the way once you become a demon. Like in like, context, though, it's it's in one actor punching the shit out of another actor. I mean, imagine if it was like, all right, let's say if it was a six year old kid getting punched punch by Bruce Campbell. I'd watch that. I punt the hell out of that six-year-old. What if he's you're a demon now? He just picks up a six-year-old kid and just punts him out the window. Yeah, sometimes you got to punt a demon. Who just happens to be a six-year-old kid. I'm all right. I got better. Yeah, sorry. Well, I was a raving lunatic who just stabbed your girlfriend in the ankle. Right. But I'm completely fine now. He's just dying on the couch. Well, they, they've moved on. I'm dying here, man. Like, would you hurry it up, Steve? Give me a Band-Aid. <laughs> I'm still alive. Give me a cloth? Still alive. Give me some water? What's it gonna be? What's gonna happen? Well, now we know why there's so many keys. No, now we know why there's at least more than one. But there's like <laughs> nine keys on there. And apparently, they need two. Okay, I mean, but then again, this there's, is there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a wood, wait, wait. Wood we've already made it. We've already made the conclusion that this is a larger than it seems cabin, right? Like each, so, there's each, probably a lot of other doors we don't door know about. We don't know, right? Let's see, redundant. So that's Ted Raimi's arm punching up through the floor, and uh, it caused a bunch of um, splinters to go into Bruce Campbell's face. That was actual wood? Yeah. They didn't have, like, the full breakaway? Nope. Oh, wow, they were really just doing this. They, they chip for real, man. Oh, wow. And she's not my girlfriend again. He just drags her out. <laughs> He's like, all right, enough of this.
I mean, I will say this. At least she's less homicidal than the previous iterations of the girlfriends who've been taken you, over you by know, demons. You know that little scene where um, he's dragging her and uh, whatever sheet she's wearing starts to ride up and you guys see her underwear? Mm -hmm. And Bruce Campbell uh, purposely, when he stands up, he folds the sheets over so you can't see her underwear. Gentleman Bruce he's a Campbell. Gentleman, yeah. yeah. I think that's why all the ladies liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I think water's the last thing your man needs right now. Scott's fine. I like how he's still trying, though. Yeah, let's be real. Scott's all fucked up. I think Scott's good. He's, Scott's definitely dead here. Yeah. But at this point in time, everything's a little bit gone crazy, so you need someone to talk to? Might as well talk to your dead friend, Scott. God. All that's left, Bruce. And then there was one. Got him. How'd you how'd you get back in? Well, they're, uh, they're first I said she was the least homicidal one, but take that back. You hit it. <laughs> oh, Scott. Bruce, and there goes Scott. Bruce, um, Bruce Campbell is just the man. Like, you couldn't, this movie would not have worked without Bruce Campbell. No, not at all. Like especially around this time too, because there was like a treasure trove of I don't say a treasure trove, but an onslaught of of different types of movies that were coming out that were horror movies. Oh yeah, toolbox murders. Right, exactly. Uh, Hills of Eyes. So in order for yours to stand out, Last you gotta have the one. You gotta have a Bruce Campbell to make your movie work. Maybe it's uh, this is it's not gonna work out. Not me, it's you. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> Just milk. <laughs> oh, well, the, the previous scene of where kind of like it goes up to its face and he's just kind of like... So, I'm like, oh my god. What, have you ever taken um, carol, uh, carol syrup? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. When I was uh, in drama, when yeah. I was like in 7th or 8th grade... Carol syrup kind of, and, yeah. and, and red dye. That's the blood scene. Uh, so all the actors had what they called... Um, their latex, the latex point, and it's when they were it was cold. They were covered in latex for hours and hours. Sometimes they had to like literally almost sleep in it, covered in blood, sticky. And they said there was a moment where every single actor just cracked, and they said that was your latex moment. Wait, what do you mean by just cracked? That they just lost their shit. They're and, like, and I can't take this like anymore. You, you hit your point. You're like, right, I'm, I'm off for the film. I'm off for the film. And you get to the point. You're like, fuck this film. I'm going home. And she said that was hers when she was laying there on the floor for hours and just having to spit up milk oh. and then caro syrup and then red dye and. So this scene, you want to talk about how much they trusted Bruce Campbell. Practical. This scene coming up is a real chainsaw that he's holding about five inches above her. Seriously. And all he's told her is, I promise I will not drop it. 
Uh, to be fair, he did cover up her uh, yeah. private parts or her underwear when she was. Yeah, like, right there. Look, that's how that's how close it is. That's a running chainsaw. <laughs> this couldn't be done now. No, because like the the insurance oh, policy yeah. alone would be like, wait, sorry, what? You exactly. It's like, uh, I don't think they had a completion ball. I don't think they had anything. They had like some money and and a cabin. And five willing actors. See, this is why Bruce is the man and Scott sucks. Because Ash here feels remorse for the fact that his girlfriend's gone crazy and tried to kill him. And that he was about to cut her up for chainsaw. Scott, on the other hand, was kind of like, I'm going to chop her up super quick and super fast. Well, that's why, you know, he's the hero. And she's now dead. he has something stupid and he goes barrier. Let's go barrier up. up. He should have cut her up. So they did send mention that Bruce Campbell's character Ash is supposed to be an idiot. I resent that. He's he's supposed to be dumb. At this point, everyone else is like, "Dude, what are you doing? You're an idiot." He's supposed to be dumb. I, I resent that. I resent I resent the, impl the implication. Well, Bruce Campbell even said that he was playing it as Bruce as Ash was just a complete moron. I mean, no one's ever accusing Ash for being the smartest. To in the shed, but at the same time, well, because they just got out of the shed and there was tools in there. I see we did that. Was, that was clever. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was waiting for that delivery that right there. Hun, exactly. I saw my moment. And I took it. They get a lot of mileage out of that basement door. Uh oh, this he, uh, he heard her eyes open. This no, it's just, it's what's coming. Yeah, and it's always that that I remember from these movies is that sound of. A bit rushing through the forest. <laughs> the cat and mouse. Get up right up under, under her nose there. The Never really explained why he, for, why he, for the most part, is immune to what's happened, though, huh? Uh, no, I think it's just implied that, uh, at this point, the demons are just literally fucking with him. Yeah, he just happened to be the unlucky one for the last one? Last one left, yeah. Uh, it wasn't until Evil Dead 2 where they introduced the whole Chosen One plot. Gotcha. And... Yeah. And then they took it even further in, uh, series, the Evil Dead series. Let this be a lesson for all you kind folks. When you're going to go up to the cabin for the weekend, have the resolve of Ash to be prepared to bury your friends. Well, you got to do the Joe Pesci thing. you got to dig the holes in advance. So as soon as you get to the cabin with your friends, everyone can start digging their yeah. own hole in the off chance that this happens. Right. I mean, it's just it's, or, it's a polite thing to do. It is the right thing to do. Or, yeah, it's the, right thing. it's the right and polite thing to do. I, I think I understand why why they why they believe he's kind of like you know, kind of dumb because what makes him think she's dead? Nothing. He didn't. Oh wait, because he just watched his friend chop up a girl's body and, and her body was still moving. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, she did fall on that knife. She did, but would you have? Uh, I mean, every time I watch these movies, though, it just makes me lament the fact we'll never get that. Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash sequel. Can you imagine Bruce Campbell as Ash taking on Freddy vs. Jason? That'd be great. That'd be pretty awesome. 
Oh, oh, ouch, oh, oh. It's gonna leave a mark. Oh! <laughs> and no, no one screams like Bruce Campbell either. Oh, I hey, would. Think about it. This movie goes. That. Was rough, right? That's rough. You think about it, yeah. This movie goes against a lot of conventions in horror because around this time, it was basically you. The, the rule of horror was you had a female character be the hero, right? Well, she's she's the last person left. Right, in the last girl. Is that like a, is that like a plastic prop that he's bashing her with? Probably styrofoam, I think. I think it, they um, I believe it's the same wood they used when the bridge was breaking. It's just styrofoam that they threw into the water. And now your turn, Ash. <laughs> I, like I just love the way her face is kind of like an X. You see the fact that she's her headless body is just squirting blood all over them. <laughs> I, I, I think Sam Raimi just loves torturing Bruce Campbell. He must. I mean, because he knows Bruce Campbell is not going to quit. He's not going to walk off his set. He can do whatever he wants to him. His face, surprisingly uh, clean. Who was Shelly? Shelly? Yeah, who was Shelly? Uh, Shelly was um, uh, the his, uh, Ash's girlfriend. Okay. That was Shelly, the one that was just on top of him. So I think it's around this time of the film. There's I don't think there's much other cast. Most of this was just Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, the producer, and the guy who did the lighting. So it was like, a, a childhood friend of Sam Raimi's so wait, brother. Everyone, everyone, at your your time's done. You can you're done shooting. Well, or they just kept the filming. So they they had like official contracts and everything written up, and the contract was for six weeks. Six weeks came, I guess, around Christmas. Everyone went home for Christmas. They came back. They filmed for like five more days. And then everybody just had other things they had to do, so they left. All these guys just stayed and kept filming. They just kept filming and filming for six more weeks. <laughs> Real shock and blast. Into a dummy, obviously. They did not have squibs. Which, again, is another thing you can't really do nowadays. Can't fire a real shotgun on a movie set. Uh, uh, the slow... The slow toil of it slowly making its way to the door. The tension! It's too much! <laughs> it's so brutal. I'll leave a mark. I like that the deadites, as they tend to be called, the deadites actually feel pain, and you actually hear them groan from when, yeah. when they get shot or punched. You can you can inflict some type of yeah. damage to them. Down into the cellar, and he's having a hell of a night.
if you noticed, there's a wall up there. Just because they were filming this in somebody else's basement. There's no wall there in the actual cabinet. Right, on top of that, the, it doesn't look like it matches the interior of the rest of the place. Hey, this, why, are your, why are your pipes bleeding blood? This pole seemed fired by a uh, three stooges short. It's almost directly from it. Except instead of plumbing in three stooges, it's blood. I mean, I'd imagine most of their budget probably went to the fake blood. When the houses start to bleed and play music, you reach. I mean, things have been pretty fucked up until this point, but now. The house bleeding? It's just. The house is getting a little out of control. The blood on Lens. Lens's portions is always cool. Now. now you can see this is a, a this is a different version of him, right? He's transformed a little bit now, right? Before he was still kind of passive. Now he's about had enough of their shit. As we just watch, Evil Dead. And this guy went on to make Spider-Man. This reminds me of uh, Peter Jackson making his Splatter films. Yeah. And then he goes on to and make, on to make Rings, right. And Sam Raimi's doing Doctor Strange too. Is he? Yeah. He's directing? He's directing it. He took over for Scott Derrickson. So Sam Raimi's returning to Marvel. Well... I've always been a Sam Raimi fan. Although my favorite is still Dark Man. Gotta love some Dark Man. I remember seeing Dark Man when I was younger. But I don't remember much of it. With Liam Neeson's? I like the way you said it as if there's like multiple. Remember the Key and Peele? The Neeson's. Liam Neeson's? You talking about Liam Neeson? <laughs> nice reference. This, the camera work, though. This right? shot, right? Yeah. No one was doing this at the time. Like, you can back and you watch, you watch like, Wes Craven's first movie, uh, which came up before this, Last South on the Left. It's a very standard affair. You thought... No one's doing point-of-view shots like this. Yeah, it's, that's another one of those angled shots right there. The Dutch angle? Yeah. I think every shot from this point on is a Dutch angle. But this is an extreme Dutch angle. It also makes this, this cabin look much bigger, but oh shit.
They should do a like uh, Evil Dead cabin experience where they have a, a cabin rigged up with all these effects, and you can go in there and just kind of experience it. Yeah. The Evil Dead cabin in the woods. This is a cool effect. Super simple. <laughs> Real gunshot. <laughs> so all it was was just, uh, he's looking down into a small pool of water with a yeah. mirror at the bottom, and he just reaches in. But was that a real, was that him really shooting through the window? Yeah. Uh, real bullets. Seriously? Yeah, real glass. Listen, why why rig up a scrib and a small mean, explosion? You right? can shoot the fucking window. I mean, I'm sure if Sam Raimi had hit Wade, why put all these cuts and bruises on Bruce Campbell? We can just beat the shit out of him. It'll look real. There's this point I've been I've been like watching it where he's going from kind of like a disbelief, timid, to upset to now this is also like am I losing my this is a lose am I losing my mind stage before he finally gets to a fuck this these demons must die stage. Oh, it comes back. Okay, what's the semblance of this particular necklace? That's the one that he gave. I know he gave it to her, but does it have any other meaning? No, it's just... It's just something he gave his girlfriend. It, it gives him a moment of calm. To just remember... Yeah, I mean, he's not crazy. Calmer times, like, literally 45 minutes ago. <laughs> was it 45 minutes person. ago? I think it was only like 35 minutes ago. <laughs> when she was a person. Yeah. <laughs> and still had a head. I do miss the Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn from Evil Dead 2, though. Uh, you, can, that's you, good shot. you can see the, the, the tube shooting the blood right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, just a black sheet in front of the window. I like the... I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna put this small gesture in front of this door. I know. That will stop him. But, and the window is already shattered <laughs> right next to it. Like they said. That will stop him. He's an idiot. is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> There's the book. I mean, considering you chopped your girlfriend's head off, I would completely have understood if you would have went ahead and also chopped up your, your buddy Scott. Right? Here it comes. Ah. Oh. Oh, oh, you get the overrun treatment. <laughs> just a, just a, just a hose, hose shooting out red water. He sprung, he sprung a leak there, yeah, buddy. I don't know if you know that or not, but all blood in the human body is stored right there. Just right there. Yeah, if you ever get cut there, it's just, you're done. 
I think the implication is that as the book gets damaged, it's easier to hurt them. As it was close to the heat. Yeah. Makes sense. Is this Cheryl? Uh, yes, that's Cheryl. There's no way you can see me, man. I just poked your eyes out. And now Cheryl's playing with hot pokers. Like, go, go over there. Just, just start, just start hitting Bruce. Just, just hit him a few times. Make sure it looks real. Oh no. I mean, it's better than getting impaled by it. It's true. So. But again, it makes sense why, like, in Cabin Fever, if anyone was having a hard time, you're like, oh, this is really hard. You could be like, oh, look at Bruce Campbell. Look what Bruce Campbell is going through. Stop biting me, man. Don't come back. So the, the uh, effects coming up when they start decomposing took three months and one guy was filming it in his basement the entire time. This right here? Uh, when they start decomposing. It's all stop motion. Similar to the poltergeist shot inside the mirror. Yeah. Except that one guy was doing this in his basement for three months. Literally established, frame by frame. Going back to the, what, the Harry Harryhausen days? Skeletons and stuff of Jason the Argonauts. That's uh, beautiful. Right? It's so dumb, but it works. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> and that is why the book has the face in the sequel. Ah! Yeah. I just had a eureka moment. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. See... In case you guys haven't looked known yet, he's the brains behind this operation. He has all the information. Yeah. I'm along for the ride. Which, you have to start wondering. Now, I'll... Oh, <laughs> uh, that was like oatmeal? I think it's oatmeal, yeah. Or maybe like creamed corn. Like canned corn, something like that. Um, so I guess we can start talking about now. Do you think Evil Dead 2 is a sequel or a remake? So I'll tell you why Evil Dead 2 is what it is. And then you can tell me. Because they refuse to say. Uh... New Line owns the rights to this movie, The Evil Dead. They did not uh, own the rights. So when they wanted to make a sequel, they couldn't. So I think it's... I consider it a kind of more of a remake, in my opinion. Uh, Bruce Campbell calls it a remequel. Remequel? Yeah. I like that. Or a remake role. Because then I just, isn't, it, isn't it just mainly... Is it mainly him and her? Or is it the same kind of premise of a him for group? I just love how Ash just acknowledges. It's like, oh, this is really gross. This is this is gross. That's beautiful. Grotesquely beautiful. So when you, if you ask Sam Raimi, 
is Ash dumb enough to bring his new girlfriend back to the cabin where, where all that happened? happened? Yeah. Sam Raimi says yes. Yes. Sam, uh, Ash, if that's stupid. <laughs> if you ask Bruce Campbell, he says that essentially all this is basically happening. And all this has happened. And what you're watching at the beginning of Evil Dead 2 is basically a recap. And they couldn't use this footage for the recap. And the end of this film, when the evil spirit is charging towards Ash, you can literally cut to the point Evil Dead 2, where Ash is getting shot through the forest and he's spinning around. And then when he lands, you can say, okay, that's when Evil Dead 2 starts. Mm. So in Bruce Campbell's mind, Evil Dead 2 takes place literally right after this. I don't know if I completely buy it, but it works. Okay. If you consider the first part of Evil we'll Dead 2. Yeah, so basically he's saying the first part of Evil Dead 2 is a remake. And then everything else is a sequel. That makes sense. Uh, I mean... And that's why he called it a remake. In Ash's mind, that makes sense. We'll go with it, Bruce. So the, the, the last shot here when it's charging towards Ash is actually... The rumor was is that it was Sam Raimi on a motorcycle just driving through the house towards Bruce Campbell. Uh, it's not. It's just, it's Sam Raimi running with the camera. Yeah, just sped and, up. And immediately just running directly into Bruce Campbell. And Bruce Campbell said that he still has a scar from when the camera smashed into him. Because they, they were really taking Sam the Raimi theory, said, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to charge at full speed into you. Well, yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna veer off or something. You're not gonna cut right no, before you get to me. You're just gonna well, smash they're, right into. They're me? gonna they were gonna cut, but he he wanted the exact moment of impact to be the cut, and for that he had to make impact. So he just ran full full speed into Bruce Campbell holding the camera. I always remember this. Yeah, if you notice, there's, there's another cabin back here. Where's that one? They don't actually use that one. <laughs> and there you go. That's the Evil Dead. With the shortest end credits, by the way. That you can... So good. And it goes to the ragtime music. So that's the Evil Dead. So good, still good. good. It's so good, yeah. It's still good. It's a, it's like literally. Um, it makes me. I, I want to say I'm grateful for it because you can see so many other movies that came after it that like have borrowed from pieces of it. I think it was. True. It kind of set its own tone in terms of kind of like that horror and comedy blend, you know, where I can where we can go like balls out with gore. But have a, a comedy aspect to it. See, I look at this movie not even as a, a really a movie, as it's just an inspiration. Same thing with Clerks, where you don't need money to go make the movie. See, Joel Cohen. Uh You don't need money to go make a movie. You just have to have a good idea, a good vision. See, all fake chefs. These are all the people who filled in for the actors when they left. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think so. I think that's a, it's a good um, like expose on like. If you really have a will to want to make something become true, people putting their their noses together and saying, "Hey, we're going to make this work." Small budget and all. Yeah, that's the end credits. Yeah, that's that awesome. The entire crew. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that that was that was Evil Dead. Well, I hope you, I hope you guys got to watch it with us. 
Yeah, I really do. I would highly suggest that you guys did. We probably should have said that at the beginning of this. We did. We cut, did we? Did we say it like did implied? We, implied. Yeah, I think it's more implied. Listen, if you were just listening to this while you're driving, you're probably really confused. And especially if you've never seen The Evil Dead, you're probably really confused. Oh, I would hope. Matter of fact, if you if you haven't seen The Evil Dead, stop everything you're doing. If you love horror movies, go back and watch The Evil okay, Dead. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Would you recommend, because I do the opposite. I say, if you've never seen Evil Dead, watch Evil Dead 2. No. And then after I say watch Evil Dead 2, then go back and watch no. Evil Dead. Because I find that if usually they stop watching around the tree scene, or... Yeah, but we already, we've already spoiled them on the tree well, scene. No, I get that, yeah. but unless there's someone of like mind, uh, like... You'd have to understand they have to like filmmaking to like this movie. They have to understand that it was made for nothing. It was made with six people in a cabin in deplorable addition, uh, conditions to try to make this to try to make their dream to come make true. the major dream come well, true. And make make Sam's dream and, and make Sam's dream come make true. Make Sam and Bruce's dream come true. <laughs> All right. So wait. So here's here's well, the I way I recommend Evil Dead Two before I recommend this movie. What you, you consider Evil Dead Two the better movie though, right? Yes. So to me, I always feel that like. You watch the one that's good, but not as good first to really be like, okay, I, that's cool. But when you see the better one, you're like, oh, this is why this one is regarded if, much more than that one. If you know the person. Otherwise, if you watch the best one and then you watch the one that's not as good, you're kind of like, oh. If you know the person. If I'm just recommending Evil Dead, if I just want someone to watch Evil Dead, I'd recommend Evil Dead too. Well, I would never recommend it to someone who's not a, a, a horror fan. But I would recommend someone who's not a horror fan to watch Evil Dead too. Before before what? Yeah, because Evil Dead One, like I said, I, I mean, you really don't need to watch Evil Dead One, one on its own. It's a great movie, but not because it's a great movie. It's right. a great movie because the story behind it makes it great. Evil Dead Two is just a great movie. I agree. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a better made movie. Obviously, just, they had a better budget. They had the special effects guys were amazing. So I still like a, just feel special effects guys did like Dawn of the Dead. And things. I just feel weird, feel weird of watching the lesser one after the fact though. Like I feel less enthused by watching the lesser one after. Well, the this fact. is where we're gonna have to come to blows. I, I like the setup of like, okay, this one was cool, and the next one blows your socks off. That's that's why I say I wouldn't recommend this to someone who doesn't like. It's yeah, someone I, squeamish. I would never do that. My recommendation is, I go, I say, watch Evil Dead 2. Mm. Watch Army of Darkness. Or never watch Evil Dead 1. Just watch Evil Dead 2. Yeah. That's good. And and then, if you have interest to see what essentially was a student film version of Evil Dead 2... Then watch the Evil then Dead. Then watch Evil Dead. That makes sense. I, I can go with that. Especially once they get the... They, they start to fall in love with Bruce Campbell after Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Then when you go back, you can appreciate him a lot more. You see his art. Evil Dead. You see his art. You see his art, yeah. Yeah. And you can see the framework of what they were going for. Uh, so anyways, I will, we'll cut it off here. Uh, next time, we're going to be watching the remake. Yes. I've only seen it once in the theaters. It's it's gory. I've, I've, I don't even remember the remake. I don't Have know if I've seen it? it. Ooh, it's gory. They, who's they who's go, starring in that? I can't think of their names. Uh, I can see their faces, but I can't think of their names. We'll, we'll cover it. All right. But they definitely upped the gore factor with the remake. They go all out. It's hard to watch. But in a good way. All right. Anyways, you want to do the outro? No, you can do it this time. I don't want to do it this time. Okay, well, all right. Uh, that's the outro. That's the outro. See you later. All right, bye. We're so professional. We're so professional. <laughs>